0: sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata.
1: Good evening, spooksters. And all the Paris stalkers and grand poo bars out there, welcome to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio with your hosts, myself, Anne Rekovich,
2: and and me, Renata Daniel. Yeah. The second, the, the, you know the, the <laughs> I, extra.
1: Yeah, I like the how extra. in we got teamed up as Anne and Renata, and I got put first. Yeah, I think it was alphabetical, but I'm going to claim it's because I'm far more important than you, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. How are we all this evening? Are we well? Uh, is there anyone suffering from storms wherever they are right now? Because we, yeah. we ran out to the car in wild weather, didn't we? We did. We're we getting did. a bit cray cray out there. But we're settled now. We've got our cups of tea and our coffee and yes. we're ready to present a fabulous show for you guys. Uh, we've got some haunted dolls and. Australian stories. Oh, you've got an Australian yeah, story?
2: Yes, so an I've got an Australian story coming up now and an Australian story for my ghost story too. Oh, I've got a priest in a box. Mm. That's <laughs> where they should be, but never mind. We won't go to the priest hole. No, we won't go there.
1: Anyone that wants to have a good laugh, you need to listen to our latest episode of True Hauntings on Wimmering Manor because uh, we talk about priest holes and it was quite funny, wasn't
2: it? But they're a thing, okay? A real, yeah. They are a real thing. Yeah. They are a real thing, so you have to listen to it. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for sending through. Uh, We have a, a topic for the evening, and the topic for the evening is, when do you think it is too soon or inappropriate to be contacting someone who has passed over?
1: now I'm actually talking uh, about is it too soon to contact the spirit so if someone a loved one passed away that day and you raced out to see a psychic or a medium is that too soon or uh, somebody who is grieving uh, and I'm asking like is it too soon for the spirit to be to be contacted and I'm also asking is it too soon for someone who is in a state of grief to be reaching out to a psychic medium I want to know your thoughts on that and you can Text that to zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. That's zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. I finally did
2: it for memory. <laughs> right. I still have to look at it. Yeah. So we're actually going to Paranormal News, but I have to say I don't have any paranormal news. Oh no. There's nothing happening in the ghosty. Stratosphere at the moment. It's all quiet. It's all quiet. So I've had to dig deep. Oh, I like to go to old news. I've had to go to old news. I love old news. (laughs) And this is about an incident that happened in Sydney a couple of years ago. And uh, it actually mentions a friend of ours, Karina Mercado. Oh, yes. um, Many of you know, you've probably read her books. She wrote Spirit Sisters and Love Never Dies, true stories about spirit communication with the other side. So um, very much in, in, in the tune of this evening and talking to the dead. But this is a story from Haunting victim Matt and he told his story to New Idea, and this is what he said. Walking in to see a strange man standing at the foot of your bed would scare the wits out of most people, but not me. When that exact thing happened to me one fateful morning 18 years ago, rather than reaching for the baseball bat I had hidden nearby to deal with any potential break-ins, I was left trying to understand why the man had then disappeared into thin air, leaving only the outline of his body. I wonder whether anyone listening has had this sort of episode happen. It was the culmination of several weeks of disturbances in the house and I shared with three friends in inner-city Sydney, an old Victorian-era terrace house situated in a then gentrifying but still decidedly edgy part of East Sydney. The area had seen quite a bit of history, including the infamous Razor Gang of the 1920s. Now, I hear there's a really good tour around that area, which we still need to do. Oh, do we? The the raise? Oh, that's right. Mick was telling us about Mick and Vic. So, yeah, we'll
1: do that one. We'll add it to the list of things we're going to do. To do, we're saving up
2: our pennies. (laughs) mm, We are. When we first moved in, everything was very normal until a mysterious. Thud and a scraping sound upstairs had me convinced someone had broken in and they were now rearranging a particularly heavy piece of furniture. Oh, wow. With all housemates accounted for in the living room, I nervously ascended the stairs, fully expecting to find that one of the neighbourhood's most troubled residents had broken in, perhaps searching for money. But there was nobody there. No other human being in sight, no stray pets or animals bumping around and no furniture obviously out of place. Filing the bizarre incident in the too hard basket, I promptly forgot about it until a subsequent escalation of strange events made me rethink everything I'd once believed. As the weeks went by, my sleep was repeatedly disturbed as I awoke to feel something strangely amorphous. Amorphous? Amorphous. That's a good word, isn't it? That, is that a frog? No. Or is it an amorous husband? No. No. Oh, no. okay. No. Look it up and send it to us, what, what <laughs> amorphous means. Something so that changes people. and undulates? But very oh, but very oppressive on top of me. Once the feeling was so intense as I awoke, I assumed I was being asphyxiated by smoke and left out of bed, believing the house must be on fire. This person likes big words. Mm. It wasn't. Knowing all about sleep paralysis and just how vivid nightmares can sometimes be, I casually dismissed the incidents. Never mind that I'd never experienced anything like that before, or, for the record, in the 18 years since moving out of that house... I chose to put the incidents down to the crazy games the mind can play after dark Mm. or after drinking or after drugs. (laughs) Willy-wee! I never seriously entertained the notion there might be a paranormal explanation. It wasn't even an option for me until that day that I awoke to see the apparition. It was a man perhaps in his late 20s to mid-30s with anachronistic... Shoulder length hair. So I another, they, they like word. big words.
1: Robert's just come through with am, for, am, am, amorphous and it is without shape or form. So
2: I was right with shapeless and undulating. There you go. Okay. Now look up an anachronistic Robert for us, please. And a keen interest in the Mexican Virgin Mary shrine I'd picked up overseas. Judging, by the way, he was staring at it. As I turned my head slightly and rustled in my bed and to get a good look at him, he gaze, his gaze turned to me and then after a few more seconds he was gone. Just the border of his bodily shape lingered on for a while longer until it was gone too. Oh, that's what I... Because when I've seen things, it's like a staticky outline. Mm. Mm. As I accepted what I'd seen, things slowly started to fall into place for me as I reassessed the recent past, the noises, the sleep disturbances. Any lingering thread of doubt that my mind had been playing tricks was washed away when I finally discussed the matter with one of my housemates months later after we'd both both moved out. Asking him deliberately and vaguely if anything strange had happened to him in the house, he was quick and empathic, in... sorry, emphatic emphatic in his response. A sober and serious type, he told me of the numerous times he'd heard footsteps in the house while home alone and the time an invisible body had brushed past him as he stood naked in the bathroom after a shower. Nearly two decades later and a string of addresses since, I have never had a similar experience for which I am grateful. "'Once was enough for me to acknowledge that I'd previously struggled to accept "'that life is more than flesh and blood "'and that such a thing as a spirit or a soul does appear to exist.' While the encounter didn't answer any specific questions for me about the afterlife, spirits or why such a haunting would happen, my encounter with whatever it was in my house had far-reaching consequences as the years passed by. I'll never understand the exact nature of what I encountered, I don't think that's really possible, but I do now feel sure there is more to life than just the physical, and that opened my mind enormously and ultimately made me feel more whole." Wow. Mm. And now Robert's come
1: through again and said belonging to a period other than that being portrayed. So it must be a hairstyle. We were talking about the hair yeah. to the time that it belonged to, not at the present time. And Robert, thank you so much for the stars. You are such a generous, generous soul. I think we've just about cracked enough to go on our next haunted night mm. and we have to check the um, the summary. We've, we've put up a little bit of a, um, uh, what do you call it when you... I've listed three things you had to vote for them. A mm-hmm. poll, a poll, a poll. We should hard. know that word. Oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> both married one. Um, so I put up a poll, and you could choose from the Wiseman Ferry Haunted Pub or the Bellbird Bird Haunted Pub, and what was the other one? There's a third one as well oh um the southern Highlands all oh, right that one mm-hmm. there and uh, the Bellbird pub was winning last I checked yes. and that was the most expensive one so uh, we were raising our stars on Facebook and I think Robert just tipped us over to make it We're just about there.
2: You're listening to the spooky Sundays podcast
0: with Anne and Renata
1: and it is time for my story. Well, she's pointing at me, going, doing googly eyes at me, and I'm not quite sure why. I think she thought I didn't know it was my turn. It is my turn. and I have got a weird little story for you today. And those who like to play the game at home, of course, as you know, we like to pop a few photos up onto the Newcastle Live Radio group chat on Facebook, which you are all welcome to go and join, and I've popped a photo up of an Elsa doll. Did you see that? Yes. It was on the front of a car. Yes. And she had a rather big head and those beautiful big eyes, and we all know how much we love Elsa, and she sings that song, Let it go, let it go, for Christ's sakes, let it go. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to use the Lord's name in vain. there. Um, I was just channeling my father. He used to do that Sort of thing, so uh, who would think that a gorgeous little doll like that would end up having a little bit of a history oh, to it, a bit of a story? Oh. So, normally you'd think of these haunted dolls like those creepy old Victorian looking things with the porcelain and um, you know, the grotty clothing and real hair, but no, we've got a, a Elsa doll, frozen Elsa doll. Oh. So, let me introduce you to Emily and Matt Madonia and their daughter. Or Aurelia? How do you say that? Mm -hmm. A-U-R-E-L-I-A? Aurelia? So she had her great-grandmother give her a talking Elsa doll from the Disney movie Frozen for Christmas 2013. And as you can imagine, that doll was loved. It was cuddled. It would sang to. It had orange juice poured on it. 2013? I'm just reading the story don't pick on okay. it you <laughs> it just went what? yeah no that, that's it's getting on now i'm sure it's it, hang on when was the first look it up when was the first frozen movie because um it was pre-charlotte and she's four okay. but um anyway so yeah the doll was very much loved And normally it would just recite phrases from the the movie Frozen and it would sing a little bit of Let It Go and it had a little necklace around its neck and you press the button and that's how it, how it, it would talk and make noise. But it did that for two years in English. But in 2015, all of a sudden, it started alternating between Spanish and English. Hmm. Okay, they thought, well... There's not a button there to switch it. So how on earth now is it talking in Spanish? Oh, they just thought maybe it's just broken. It's just a random thing. And so they switched it off and um, they just ignored it for a while. And then the doll fell out of favour uh, and they decided that they would throw the doll away. No. Apparently. No, don't throw the doll away. The doll was not real happy about that.
2: No. So the first the first frozen movie, by the way, was released on the twenty sixth of December
1: two thousand and thirteen. There you go. So she got the Christmas present right on the The Christmas present from hell. Yeah. Merry Christmas, dear. Oh Nana likes a nice present. (laughs) Well, one thing they noted as well is they never changed the batteries in this doll. They had it for that long. They threw it away in 2019 and they never changed the batteries. Four years. That's good value in batteries. batteries. Were (laughs) they ever ready? (laughs) We need batteries like that. Do you sell? Yeah. Energizers. So, two weeks after they'd thrown this doll out, they were surprised to find. That Elsa had returned, and they found it inside a bench underneath some blankets and toys uh in their living room and the kids insisted that they didn't put there and the parents believe them because there's no reason that the kids would have dug through the garbage outside to bring it back in mm, that's weird although kids do do weird things i used to have like attachments to dolls not dolls but horsey sort of things and i would know if my parents had chucked anything out i was not happy um so at this point elsa stopped singing let it go altogether and only spoke spanish she was not happy. That's, that's really weird. Beverly was not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Beverly. You have to listen to the uh, the um, True Hauntings episode on, um, where was it? Uh, Jamaica. Jamaica somewhere. Um, so the family were a little weirded out by this whole situation. So what they did is they, they popped Elsa into a plastic bag to suffocate her. <laughs> <laughs> They tied a knot in it. Shh. Then they it's got...
2: the little kiddies. I'm sorry. <laughs> this that, is not that, a children's show. Happen. It didn't happen. Children should not be listening Auntie to the show. Anne is just making all of this up. No one puts <laughs> anything in a plastic bag to, to just suffocate. Just warning you, it. Nothing. you don't
1: put anything in plastic bags because no. it's not good. Anyway, no, no, no. Um, they, they wrapped it up and then they put it inside their own garbage bag with garbage on top of it and they tied that up and then they put it out and it was collected by the garbage man that day. So, convinced now they'd solved the problem, they decided just to go on away on a short little trip, feeling that they'd safely dealt with the issue. However, <laughs> oh no. Shortly after their return, Aurelia found something shocking. Mum, I saw the Elsa doll in the backyard. Sure enough, there it was propped up against a fence. Oh no. Oh, that would... (laughs) (laughs) Now, they know it's the same doll because apparently it had some sort of marker or texture on it the daughter had coloured over on her years and years ago. So it was the same doll with the same markings on it. That's just just wrong. Yep. So in desperation, they bundled the doll up and posted it to their friend Chris Hogan, who lived 2,400 kilometres away. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, what does Chris do? He's a real man's man. He taped the doll to the bumper bar (laughs) on his (laughs) truck and said, take that, Elsa. I'm not scared of you. But there's a little bit of an interesting ending to it. Uh So at the moment they think the problem is solved. It has not made its way back to them. But when the mother was packing it up to put it into the box to post it, it laughed for 30 seconds straight and it has never ever done that before oh i've got goosebumps oh.
2: <laughs> that is one creepy elsa doll oh, i'm sorry wow. that that's a very very weird I know, weird story I,
1: I know our crispy loves dolls mm. Oh, did we like that one, peoples? Did we like that? Um, now we we've got some great responses coming through to our question this evening, so we'll be tackling that shortly. So, thank you. Uh, we've got Daniela, Deborah, Anne, Robert, Patricia, um, and several other people in there. So, the question for this evening is: Is it too soon, or when is it too soon? to speak to the dead with a psychic or a medium? Or um, is it too soon for the people who have passed as well to be demanding their attention after they've just passed? It's a bit of a dilemma. Mm. But we are going to answer those questions when we come back. That's true. We're back. Is that poltergeist? Yes, it is. Oh, how was that for a good segiwi? Uh, and look, I just want to point out that Robert came out with something very interesting with the Frozen story with Elsa. She never liked families anyway, which is true. She went off to be all by herself up in the forest. Mm. He also wants to know that if we're married to poles, does that make us pole dancers? No, Robert. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would find it hard to yeah myself upside down and swing around those things. <laughs> the poles, I mean. You know, the, the like, just pole in a dancing. You dig dancing. in a hole. <laughs> I've, I've seen it happen.
1: It doesn't look good. Oh, have you? I'd just like to say that he doesn't pop dollars in my panties. It's a long... <laughs> this is not a children's show. All right. So we're on to a very serious topic now. Yes. And people have said this is a great conversation piece so we're just going to read through some of the responses we've got now first one was patricia hi ladies personally i think that when you are ready to contact a lost loved one you will know no specific time just a feeling that if you think you should that might be the right time for you it may be your loved ones letting you know that they are ready also thank you patricia for sending that through Mm. now being a tarot reader renata Mm-hmm. You deal with people in grief quite a bit, don't you? Mm, yes. And um, have you had people come to visit you when the uh, grief is still raw and fresh?
2: Yes. Very much so, and look, that that can be two or three weeks after someone has passed, or it can be twenty years after it someone can be. has passed. This is true. Um, it can still be raw after all of those years, and the pain is for many people unfixable, and no matter how much time passes, they still carry that pain as, like you said, a really raw wound. So it's very difficult doing this type of work, and um, they mostly don't come for a tarot card reading. They mostly come um, to ask whether they're is a connection that can be made and um, you will find that any medium that puts up a show that um, the advertising to say you you will have the opportunity to possibly connect with a dearly departed loved one hundreds of people flock to these things Mm -hmm. so it's it's, we're not talking about the random person who wants to connect with someone who has passed over it's almost everyone who has uh, a, a dearly departed loved one and they would like to speak to them again. The problem is how soon is too soon, and this is what the conversation is about mm, today. How soon is too soon, and again, that depends on uh, your belief systems, what you have been brought up with, uh, with regard to religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs, your own beliefs, and um, you know your your state of. Uh, deep emotion doesn't come into it, I don't think. Uh, uh, You know, everyone is going to be in a... a Place where they are just raw and hurting so much, and want that that last touch again. They want one more opportunity, one more try. I mean, that's why the spiritualism movement started up yeah. 150 years ago. The people were no longer there; they were dying overseas in wars and battles, and all of these things. No and phone calls, no yeah. telegrams, and yeah. no mobile no mobile phones saying, "Hi, honey," you know. I, I'm,
1: I'm dying. i have yeah. got to say my final goodbyes to you. Just got yeah, a message. Nothing. From, yeah,
2: not yeah. on not so the webs. It, this is a normal human thing that yeah. all of us go through. Um, trying to connect too quickly to keep that. <laughs> that line of communication open I wonder what that does to the spirit energy of the person who is trying to transition out of a body and uh, into another energetic form what does that do for that person and again you've got to take into account how they died was it an accident was it a something that uh, took quite some time so that the person that was passing had time to come to terms with the fact that they were passing? Were they allowed to be able to say their final goodbyes? So all of this allows the, the mind to feel that it is doing the right thing things and taking the steps to then be able to disconnect, make that final disconnection.
1: Yeah. And I think it's because um, some people just don't want to let go of them. They just want to keep them. And by racing off and going, speaking to a psychic or a medium or some sort of um, line to the other side, uh, I worry sometimes that there would be people that would take advantage of them mm. in those situations, when they're very vulnerable. Absolutely. And I know that there is a um, paranormal investigator, and his name is Steve Huff, I think, mm-hmm. who is very well known that as soon as somebody famous dies, he'll dig out his spirit box within hours and make a definite connection with them, because yes. he's special. Absolutely. Uh, and people everywhere are horrified.
2: There are as many people
1: that are listening, though. As many that yeah. are horrified. Uh, it's like a car crash, are, though. You can't turn away. Yep. Yeah. Jenny says here. I think the living have to go through their grieving first before making contact. Maybe six to twelve months or even longer. Love the show. Thanks, Jenny. Um, yeah. And look, it's it's going to be different for everyone. Um, uh, this person I'm not sure who it is hi beautiful ladies oh they're talking to us Uh, I spoke with my husband just under six weeks of his passing I was told it was too soon and they normally don't come through that soon well my husband came through loud and persistent I'm enjoying you two beautiful ladies while laying in hospital oh I hope you heal up soon and that whatever it is passes quickly and heals up quickly Um, and look for
2: different folks different strokes mm. and this is the thing please use this opportunity we're going to be talking about this um uh, until nine o'clock so if you do have thoughts or if you have had an experience just message us on 0490 eight four triple eight six. That's zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. And uh, as I was saying to you, Anne, I think that as many people who have tried uh, and had thoughts about this, there are so many different ways of approaching this. And uh, every medium will come along and say, no, this is the way it is. This, uh, to, to my experience, this is the way it is. And look, I can't put a finger on it and say this is the way it is. Well,
1: for them, that's their experience. But yeah. you, not everybody looks through those eyes. Mm. Um, Daniela here has said, um, when my husband died, I went for a reading about six months after and she could sense him. But because he had been so sick, he was still healing. She said he was there, but very weak. Twelve months after that, I saw another and he was happy and well and couldn't believe he didn't go downstairs. My, as in go to hell, Mm. (laughs) my belief is to wait at least six months. It made sense that if they had died a painful and long death, it would take time and I would assume a sudden death or violent death might mean they could come through quicker but may not know or understand they have passed. Yet I have heard of mediums who get visits straight away. So, really, who knows? Maybe just depends on the deceased. Mm.
2: Depends on the deceased. Depends on the um, yep, the medium. I guess who whoever is receiving the message. So many variables in all of this, but and, and you know. not everybody um, is grieving. As
1: in, they're missing that loved one. Some people are angry. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they feel it's not justified that that person, how dare they leave them? They weren't ready for them to leave. Mm-hmm. And um, they want to get a message across to say that I'm
2: angry you've left me. Mm-hmm. Mm. And sometimes the the, um, the deceased is fearful of coming back because yeah. <laughs> this, um, there are people who are alive that don't want to have anything to do with them or mm. are going to bite their heads off yep. um, with yeah, ac- accusations or things that um, happened while they were alive. So,
1: mm. you know. I'll, g- I'll read one more before we go to another song. Um, definitely an interesting topic. I don't think it's necessarily too soon for the spirit as I've heard lots of stories of people feeling or knowing the moment someone has passed, even though they are miles away, I do believe that it's too soon for the person who is grieving as I don't think it's the best state to be in to receive messages from the other side. Until the grief has been dealt with in part, you may not be ready to hear or accept the messages that come through. Mm, That's an awesome comment. That's that's awesome, Renee. Thank you for that one. Mm. Um, Yeah, and... Like, do the spirits once they they pass go through a process? Are there things that they need to do before they can contact the other side?
2: That's true. Who is, knows? Is there, or are we making all of this shit up? It sounds like a good story. Let's mm-hmm. stick to that. And there are look, there are some spirits that, or some energies that will kind of never come back and never talk to you. Yeah. Um, no matter how much you want them to, no matter how much you try, um, there is just no way they going to be back here
1: yeah all
2: right we've got some more texts coming through if i can find them
1: and uh, we have had some people say they're not daggy songs they're the best i know (laughs) all right so we've got another message here my aunt passed away 10 plus years ago and her sister was distraught as we all were Angie's only comfort was to go to a psychic medium to speak with her and sit at her grave for hours. Mm. She was told to wait at least 12 months to try contact her late sister. So after many, many visits, two to three years' worth of visits, Eve, the dead aunt, told Angie to literally get lost and leave her alone and then she's busy. (laughs) So long story short, I always believe to wait at least a year to try and contact your past loved ones (laughs) and relatives. Uh, Also saying that there's storm clouds there in Rutherford. Love the show. Sitting in bed
2: with a hot chocolate
1: snuggled up listening to you guys. Oh, thank you.
2: (laughs) Sitting in bed with a hot chocolate listening to hot chocolate. Yes, this is true. This is true. true. Um, Yeah. So what do you think of that one? Mm, Yes, very much. We've had our own personal experiences with people who are grieving coming to the seance parlor. This this is before COVID and uh, trying to make connection with their loved ones. And the seance parlor is something that is a very gentle process where we sort of really what we're trying to do is create a environment where the spirit's And those of the living can come together uh, and they're both ready to talk. So all we can do is actually offer an invitation and then magic happens and they don't they often don't get who they ask no, for no they don't they don't and sometimes they even shove somebody else out and go i'm here and we're going who are you <laughs> but we
1: do find that the person they get is the person they either need to hear from yeah or it's a message that that person needs to give, that spirit needs to give for them to be able to move on in their process. I wonder if it's a bit like AA. They've got to go through the steps.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I do remember that, that man that came to the sales parlour, and I, th- I think, did he come on his own? Yes, and he, did. he Uh, His father came through and he was adamant. He did not want to speak to his father and he got very distressed and distraught. And the father was adamant that he was going to talk. Mm. He wanted to have his voice and he got the message out. And this this lovely man dissolved into heart-wrenching
2: sobs and... It needed to happen. Mm. So many years of holding on to guilt and stress and and anxiety and anger uh, all, all disappeared within five minutes. Yeah. So these chats are often really, really important, and important for release for the person that has been left behind, but equally as important for release as the spirit, uh, for the spirit as well. So we tend to work in both directions, don't we? Not only looking yeah. after those that are still living, uh, but those that have passed away and, like you said, still have that message that they need to pass over.
1: Mm. And this this particular message that came through was. Um, the Father did not want forgiveness for his actions because he felt that you know he he deserved uh, uh, the fact that everybody was angry with him for the for what they had he had done in his living life he just wanted to be able to tell his son that he accepts that he stuffed up and he did the wrong thing and he is sorry that he had do- he did that and he wasn't looking for forgiveness he just wanted to let his son know he was sorry. Mm. It was so profound. Mm.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but we, so many of those that we've had, like, you know, we did lots of seances and we had so many profound, profound mm. moments. Even people, and I'll, I'll go back to this one, people who were preparing for passing yeah, over. Yeah, on their final life journey. On their final life and journey. And we didn't know. That, yeah, we didn't know about that until we heard later on and um, the... Peace that was given to that particular person so that they could feel that they could go. And this
1: this is what worries me about some psychics and mediums that are not trained in counselling and grief counselling. And when you're presented with people who have this overwhelming grief or this overwhelming anger... If you don't have the skills and the techniques to deal with them, you can actually do more damage than good. Mm, That is true. So I'm very grateful to be able to work with you, Renata, because you're amazing when it comes to that sort of stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, so we got a message from Robert here. I was being pestered by the long-dead brother of the best friend last night at the reception. Oh, that's right. You had the wedding reception last night. That looked fabulous. I wanted that, that unicorn cake. He was wanting me to let the frog, that was the, the guy's name, no, he approved of him marrying and who he married. Oh, that's gorgeous.
2: I hope you pass that message on at an appropriate time. i'm sure you did robert
1: um another message here my folks died young seven years in between each passing 20 years plus haven't heard from either of them have no idea where they are probably not the favorite not moi uh look they might be so busy having a great time on the other side they think that you're doing okay without them you i'm sure if
2: you called them in if you were in need you would have some family to come and assist and Christmas, see, we're coming up to Christmas too. And this is a time when people get very much triggered by the fact that they are not going to have their loved ones around them at this special time of the year. And because that energy is so focused on those that have passed over, it's actually a good time to try and make a connection just personally. So you can sit down at any given time and you know, take out their photographs and just just think about them. If there was a special song that might um, trigger a memory for you and them pop that special song on, uh, there are so many ways they can actually bring forward messages rather than direct voice messages or you hearing their voices or seeing them, there will be little things that you will be drawn to um, that you haven't noticed before and it's like well it's it's them all over. You just understand that that is from them. That's their cue. That's what they're giving to me. So sometimes it seems as though you know you want this big shebang to happen, but sometimes it's just the
0: little things. Yeah. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. And welcome back to the
2: second half of the show, the second hour. And uh, we're going to start it with a spooky story. And this one comes from Australia. And um, this is in a book called Australia's Haunted History by Trudy 2 Hill. Mm -hmm. and she has some really interesting stories in here. Uh, They are all stories that were reported in the newspapers of the time. So this one actually appeared in... uh The Telegraph, on the 30th of December 1939, and it is about the apparition of Captain Logan. And if you want to look at Captain Logan, there is a portrait of him um, on a post on the Newcastle Live Radio Group. So... Stunning little man that he is. But Would he... you
1: like me to uh, look him up and give you a description of what he looks like?
2: Oh, he was a nasty piece of work. Oh, was You can he? see it in his eyes. But anyway, let's 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 talk about him while okay. you do that. Captain Logan was in charge of Brisbane when it was one of the worst convict settlements of the time, from the year 1825 to his death in 1830. History seems to be divided about Captain Logan. And not only... This particular person, it seems that I think we have two sides of the story with these commandants: the the story from the families and the military, and then the stories from the convicts themselves. Mm-hmm. So no one doubts he was a stern disciplinarian and fairly hard hearted, even for those callous days. But you can our, see
1: it in his photo. Yeah. It's, he's got black eyes.
2: Yeah. But other reports indicate he was not the black-hearted fiend most people paint him as. For instance, it is reported that the captain once said to the convicts, Do you know where you are? You are in hell and I'm the devil. Well... Gee, that's a sweet statement, isn't it? Mm. And something of a hell it was with a treadmill and lashes that cut a man's back to ribbons. Now the treadmill. Now, ladies, ladies.
1: It's not the same treadmill. (laughs) Next time you step
2: on the treadmill, just take your mind back to when that vicious machine actually started. And it was this thing that was created to make convicts walk up it, Constantly, it was up. like a
1: paddle steamer yeah. wheel, and they had to constantly walk on the paddle st- paddle steamer. Pad- where are words? Yeah the-, yeah, the paddles, and like that, that
2: pushed it around mm-hmm. to grind the wheat so that they could eat it. And heaven help you if you were tired and you stopped, and you fell, and you fell. They had bloody wheat. I tell you, those treadmills...
1: <laughs> Exercise
2: of any form. <laughs> OK, so there wasn't a great deal of grief in uh, in the young Brisbane settlement when the news of Logan's death came through. Something of a botanist and explorer, early in October 1830, the captain set out with seven men to go as far as Mount Irwin. On the way, they had a little trouble with hostile natives, not the local tribe. On the way back, Logan told his men to go ahead to a certain rendezvous and he would meet them there. No one knows why he made such an arrangement. In any case, he never arrived at the meeting place. His men pushed onto Limestone, now called Ipswich, feeling sure he would be there, but he never came to Limestone either. Seriously perturbed, they split into two groups, one going back to Brisbane to relate the disappearance while the other retraced their tracks in an effort to find some trace of the missing commandant. Not far off limestone, they came across some tracks and following these, they eventually found a dead horse bogged in a creek while the ground around told of a struggle. Soon they found the body of Logan buried face down in a shallow trench. The unfortunate man had evidently been clubbed to death with waddies. Okay. I don't know what waddies are, but there must be some...
1: I think it's a lump of wood.
2: This is where the mystery begins. Captain Logan must have been killed on the morning of the 17th, yet later that day convicts working on the banks of the Brisbane River saw him on the other bank, waving to them. Surprised but quick to do his bidding, they hurriedly ran for a punt and rowed across, but as they neared the bank, the captain's figure vanished. In the many years that have passed, the apparition of Captain Logan has never been seen again on the banks of the Brisbane River, however it has been claimed from time to time that his ghost has appeared outside Ipswich, near the locality where he was clubbed to death. Ah. The exact spot where the murder occurred can easily be found and if you're touring Queensland and want to make an appointment with the ghost of Captain Logan, why not visit there one moonlight night when the wind is gently stirring the trees and the curlews are mournfully calling, about a mile up from where the Brisbane River and Logan Creek Meet, the road crosses the creek. At the side of the road is a reserve, and this is the spot. If you are lucky, perhaps the apparition of Captain Logan will appear. And I'm looking at this picture of Captain Mm. Logan at the moment that is on Newcastle Live Radio. Uh, Page.
1: Oh Robert said a waddy is a heavy, heavy pointed club. All right,
2: thank Thank you, you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. And he has those eyes that would look at you wherever you were in the room. Cut you down (laughs) if if you had that portrait hanging up. Those eyes would follow you.
1: And a really long, straight nose Mm -hmm. that um, would
2: look down on everyone.
1: Yeah, and a tight, thin lips. And he seems to have um, his head is the same width as his neck that goes straight into his shirt. But looks at that, it's like. Just think of a Frankfurt. a <laughs> hit straight into his shirt. How's yeah, that for descriptions, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: All right. Nasty character. Um, but again, what side of the story are we looking into? Are we looking into the side of the reality of what life was like or are we looking at the stories uh, that have been related um, down by the convicts? We have um, uh, our own local... Commandant here who has a double-sided story and that was Major Morissette mm-hmm. who also the convicts would say that he was uh, well King Lash. They called him King Lash mm-hmm. uh, because he used to allegedly love flogging the convicts um, and yeah, I didn't bite.
1: Making I was very good, well behaved. <laughs> she was looking at me as if to say, "You're going to do it."
2: But but yet the family, the family would say to you that he wasn't like that at all.
1: Uh, also, Jody sent through a message saying that a wadi is a club or stick, especially a walking stick.
2: Oh, thank you. All right, thank so you. we've
1: got the the ex- experts out in the audience there. Thank you very much.
2: It's great that they're um, chiming in. We can I just love say, it. "Look." look this up and uh, teach us all if
1: you're enjoying the show let us know zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. we love getting messages because we know there means there are people actually listening yes. it's really weird being stuck in here in this little room in the studio because when we do our Facebook lives you can see how many people are watching mm-hmm. and we've got constant chat coming through mm-hmm. so you've got no idea how much we appreciate when you send a text message through and let us know that you are participating uh, now I did have a request for a song here. Uh, Donna, who wanted to stay by Shakespeare's sister, if we could work that machine and put a song in for you, my
2: love, we would. But look, we'll write that down and see if we can get yeah, it in next I'm,
1: week. I'm more than likely to delete the whole program for the next week and our, our <laughs> producer would not be happy
2: with us. No, do not, do not ask Anne to ever oh. touch any of the equipment. She doesn't well, like no. me touching buttons. No, no. We, we have had major disturbance in the field? We have, in the force. In the force. <laughs> it's that special time of the night where we are talking trash or treasure. But, but I've got something very important
1: to announce that I just discovered this evening. What? Renata, you are tied to Her Majesty. <laughs> You have some sort of psychic
2: connection to her. I, oh, I don't think so.
1: Now, Renata was just wandering out the back before we start the show to go to the loo, as you do.
2: And I face-planted.
0: <laughs>
1: I think she's just going out in sympathy with me because I've sprained my ankle, <laughs> but she's gone over on her knees. I said, sort of lucky she didn't do a hip. Oh, but there's dear. just popped up in the news that the poor queen's got a bad back. I know. And right? it happened just minutes after
2: you fell over. I you, know. Did I, I cause it?
1: No, I don't think you caused it. I think you went
2: out in sympathy to her. Was, was oh there Highness. a ripple? Was there a ripple, there in, a ripple. The, in the electromagnetic field? In the ether? There was. I'll be getting an
1: email. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, Mel is saying that she is loving the music John Farnham was her soundtrack to her childhood along with Elvis alright
2: are you ready for this? Yeah, it's trash and treasure time. Oh, Here I've, we go. Now,
1: the, the pictures that you will find up on the Facebook page, I've got several there, but there's one that I want to draw your attention to, uh, and that is the picture, the black and white picture that's on the front of a box, uh, and it's a black and white photo of some poor gentleman um, who seems to be wearing a suit with a white collar. You can't see much more of it there, but um, it's got these silk etched all over it. It's got a chain around it, and that chain has another a thin neck chain that you'd wear around your neck, mm-hmm. which has a crucifix and um, the Virgin Mary, which actually look like the little bits that hang off the rosary beads. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've attached it to a <coughs> sorry a silver chain, mm-hmm. and then they've got a long stemmed rose that's very black purple. That's dying next to it. Okay.
2: And they're selling this. They're, they're selling with, this. With someone's yeah. picture. Yep,
1: yep. And um, if you have a look at the other photos, you'll see that there's something dribbled all over the box, which I can it's, only assume is wax. Yes,
2: I was going to say, it's, <laughs> it's wax. It's I'm wax.
1: behaving myself. Um and we've got some comments on here saying, it was sealed for a reason. Leave it be. And Mel said, I agree. And someone, uh, Mel's also saying, I wonder who it is. Who is this picture of? Mm. Give us Let some more me information. tell you, this is available on eBay right now for the princely sum of $90 US.
0: $90? $90. a bargain.
1: And it's got the name of active, vicious depraved, chained priest, Dibbock box and demonic symbols. <laughs> That's what, just the what, heading. What, what, what? That's just the heading. Wait till you hear the rest of it. Now, oh. it's not a big one, but wow. Talk about jam-packed. Um, now, the description. I have been practising Wicca. <laughs> so we ticked that box mm-hmm. for 55 years. Ooh. Since I was six months old. Mm. <laughs> and the dark arts... And bindings and spells. Mm. I'm also a well-known medium. Mm-hmm. So we've ticked quite a few boxes there. Yeah, I communicate
2: all, with the dead. All the What are those words that they use on... Um in on the internet to get
1: oh yes where you've got to put your tags yeah. but with well, that, oh that's what it is you know because yeah, they the <laughs> put it into the copy yep. early up because you've got to do it early so you get your um right okay. yes yeah, seo hints <laughs> um now we're going to tick some more boxes here mm-hmm. my grandmother was also a medium mm-hmm. tick that box it's hereditary sometimes i don't know whether that's a blessing or a curse mm-hmm. i also live close to a cemetery Oh,
2: well, there you go. Tick that box.
1: Yep. They're really thinking ahead mm-hmm. here with the amount of stuff they've got. So there are entities and spirits that can and will attach themselves to my objects and boxes. Plus, I drive a hearse. Oh, well. That's what the picture was there. There was a picture of a car. Mm-hmm. I am trying to work out why there was a picture of a hearse in the item that they're selling. I'd buy the hearse. Um, so <coughs> think of all those spirits Good and bad. The veil between the living and the dead is thin, Mm -hmm. unlike my backside. Mm -hmm. I travel all over the US in search of haunted, unusual and the paranormal objects, boxes and dolls. This recent trip took me to Baton Rouge and that is where I acquired this rare box. And I'm trying to sell it now. In my opinion... A man of the cloth that has fallen out of favour of God is the worst soul. He knew better. Mm-hmm. I wonder what he did. Mm. They are dark, evil and damned for eternity. So we're also t- ticking off the box that it is a priest that's gone bad. Mm-hmm. God's not happy. Mm-hmm. Neither is Beverly. <laughs> You've got to listen to that podcast. <laughs> um, this is Father Michael. He was a man of the cloth and had been a priest for many years, but something went wrong and his soul is trapped for life. He is also very angry and bitter because he is no longer a Mount. I think she meant to say among, a Mount the Living. After midnight, you may hear a soft chanting coming from the box. Sound effects, please, Renata.
2: That's not chanting. Oh. Omine, 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 omine. And
1: I don't know how you're going to do this one. A very hot feeling next to the box. <laughs> she's, she's, she's like, oh, i got nothing. Go, oh, 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 oh. He is a listener soul. <coughs> oh, I've got the asthma coming out now. It's the demon in my throat. Oh... <laughs> Oh, oh, no. If Christy sets us off now, we've got no hope. <laughs> oh, no. All right, he's a listener's soul, but that's not good because he is smart and will try and pick up on your moods and feelings. Then he will obtain the upper hand. I suggest having no children around this box, especially with a priest in it. Then, we're going to get hate mail again, aren't we? (laughs) Or other people that are not familiar with these kinds of entities. They may even attach themselves to you and travel. They're not coming to England with me. Um, If you decide the box is not for you, don't burn it. Give or throw away this box bury it several feet in the ground away from your home and don't ever dig it up now they're required by eBay to say that this is just an entertainment item mm-hmm. and that you must be 18 years old or whatever to purchase um, but even though they must state that yeah this does not mean that the box is not haunted or reeks of dark energy because I have experienced this firsthand. Please check out my paranormal item reviews. This item requires immediate PMT. Hey, what? <laughs> it says this purchase will require immediate PMT. So rage on them, girls. That time of the month, give it to them. No, it's um payment, I think it's abbreviated.
2: Oh, <laughs> Okay. Oh, what do you think now? Is this paranormal trash or treasure oh, or another? Oh, that is just such a load of trash. She's so contradicting herself. Like, there you know, if you're going to so- s- sell it for $90, you know, don't tell people to go and bury it. I mean, you've just spent money on nothing. Well, there. yeah, why would you buy this thing and then go and bury it? Exactly. You want to open up and have a look what's inside?
1: Yeah, well, you're not meant to. Well, you're not meant to, and but that's what you can I just want say? Look at the picture that I put up there. It is not a priest's outfit. No, he is not wearing a priest's outfit. It's just some random dude.
2: Oh dear. So sad for the person who looks at that and goes, "That's my Uncle John." Yeah, what's Uncle John? I didn't know
1: my Uncle John was a priest oh. and is now living in a box. Shocking! A hot
2: box. <laughs> oh. You know what we have got after the break, yeah. don't you? <laughs> yeah, crispy. So Jody, Jody is actually put. Oh, with all those connections, I must have it. The item and Silla sound so special, <laughs> and Deborah Ann. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, you've just lost it. Do you want yeah, me to find it for you? Yeah, she's not good with buttons. Um, and we press that twice. That's what you got to do. Um, and she's the one decided to punish her. Um And don't give the box to the choir boys, Robert. <laughs> You're going to get hate mail like us. And we're
0: back. <laughs> we're back. We're There's th- lights flashing <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs>
1: Before we go any further, I just want to say a big shout out to Danielle in Ireland who just texted us. To be
2: sure, to be sure. To say that she's
1: loving the show and can't wait to hear what Christy has in store for us today. Big love from Ireland. There you go, How exciting is that? We're, We're around the world. Yeah. God, you'd think that this person knows you, Christy.
3: Oh, I know, like for over
1: 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're only 19, Christy. How do you know
2: that? That's oh, past right. life. Past That's life, right. yes. What do you got for so, us today, Christy?
1: I've got the tissues let's ready. Try
2: and be in control <laughs> just for a few
3: minutes, all, right?
2: all right? I'm going to step back. and look we're just,
3: talking I'm about self-love. <laughs> <laughs> now let's just get all of the... Hot box, big fingers, all of those dirty, birdie, private time, whatever you want to call it out of the way. Right. We're, okay. we're not talking about that. We're not the. I USC swear to God. Flirt
1: uh, mad. I'm, I'm a high school student, I swear. <laughs> yep. No, Go on. Yep. Right. It's all about flirt, flirt, adult store. We love them. Yep.
3: Yep. Excellent. So we're not talking about that. We're actually talking about loving ourselves.
1: In a lovely
3: way. Not in a not in a sexual private time way. <laughs> but um <laughs>
1: Right. We're listening. <laughs> I've
3: had a few people contact me over the few week last few weeks with some real self love issues and I think it's you know it's Scorpio season, so it's very a deep, emotional sort of time. So I think a lot of those things are coming up. And plus, I think, you know, all the time that people have spent in lockdown and things like that, and then having to go and
2: <laughs> people again. Yes, it's really um, tough for some people, isn't it?
3: That's right, because, you know, our self-love is also linked to our self-esteem and you know other people's opinions about us and things like that so you know majority of us have put on some COVID kilos so we're probably not even feel like seeing ourselves in the best light Mm -hmm. either so you know self-love is such a deep deep thing um you know inside of ourselves of you know how we perceive ourselves how we speak to ourselves And it becomes quite a difficult thing because it can be a denial of a lot of things like self-worth, a denial of deservingness and things like that. So, you know, it's like a two-way thing. You either hold yourself back from things that you rightly deserve Mm -hmm. or you overgive yourself. So, you know, sometimes self-love is people that constantly eat. So, you know, giving to themselves constantly, constantly... To show themselves that they care about themselves
2: Yes yep. So,
3: you know, many different ways That that manifests So when I've done some cell jars um, Lately for self-love For people I just want to go a little bit over um, Some of the herbs and stuff that I put in them Because they're all readily available mm-hmm. And again, they're all beautiful things That you can, you do deserve And you can treat yourself with Because you're worth it Because everyone, you know needs to love themselves. So just holding it together while I say the word lavender.
1: Yes. Yes. We're we're behaving. Yes.
3: Excellent. So we've got lavender in there. We've got cinnamon. We also have sugar. Oh. And rose petals. So, you know, so this is about the sweetness, you know, being sweet to yourself, being loving to yourself. So all of those beautiful ingredients that, mm-hmm. you know, Uh, Warm and yummy sort of feelings Um, And obviously rose petals So rose has always been known as The flower of love So including that Rose quartz crystals
1: Mm -hmm. Of course
3: Yes, so beautiful vibration And gentle vibration for love In those So if you were building a spell jar Putting all of those ingredients together I would actually Put those That spell jar and buy myself an indoor house plant. And I would put the jar next to the plant so that as the plant grows, so does your love for yourself. So you can actually yeah. see a physical manifestation of the love for yourself growing in that plant. Mm. So it can be any plant. It can be a lily. It can be a fern. Whatever
1: floats your boat i think i'd need to get a piece of cheese that grows mold because i tend to kill plants (laughs) (laughs) but i could grow mold very well
2: (laughs) what do people do as they're adding these ingredients in the jar so adding those things in so when you're putting them in
3: talk to yourself in a loving way so if you had a friend that was really you know, beating themselves up about things, think about how you would speak to them. So tell yourself what your strengths are.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, tell yourself that, you know, you are worthy of love.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, because all love starts within ourselves, so we create healthy relationships by being, you know, having a healthy sense of self. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, telling yourself all of those good things about yourself, Mm -hmm. and not allowing, you know, negative Nancy in your head, you know, to chatter on Mm -hmm. um, with all of the stuff that that has to say. So, you know, it's about
1: completely loving and accepting yourself exactly how you are, warts and all. Yeah, and it's okay not to be perfect.
3: It's impossible to be perfect. Yet people strive for this unattainable thing, you know, that yeah. I, I you think can't, you just can't make it.
1: I think Deborah anns given us some really good advice here. She said, uh, "For for this sort of thing, this is not a um, rub one out kind of self love. This segment.
3: That's right. This one's a bit more serious today, yes. only because I've had so many people, you know, approach me about it. So obviously, it's a bit more than just one yeah. person feeling
2: this. It's it's Um, a sad indication of how we're all feeling at the moment. Um, And have you noticed all the Christmas decorations coming out? Everyone's
1: got them up early. Hannah's got her Christmas tree up. Claire's got hers up.
2: Going, let's make people happy. Let's get this out early. I've never seen them out in the middle of November. First of December. That's when they're supposed to go out. (laughs) So there are. I think there are a lot of people kind of feeling it, Christy, because they're they're getting into the Christmas spirit a little bit earlier than they normally would. Yeah. Mm. And
3: look, you know, and and again, that's just another way of, you know, if you really love Christmas, then yeah, do it. Your Christmas, do it. Christmas out. all yeah, year. Enjoy in your life. It's like we if have you to love Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Love yeah, Halloween every year, <laughs> all year round. Yep. All year round, blissful. We do. Can can that's we? Right.
2: I've got I've got a little bit of a, a um a, a thing that I, I'm going to ask you to do, Christy. Could mm-hmm. you put up a awesome self-love meditation on your spells and spirits page so that people who need to actually do a bit of concentration or just a self-guided meditation while they're putting all of this together can just pop onto your page, spells and spirits and yep. click onto that and they can listen through as they're doing this particular spell jar. Because some people get a little bit funny about oh, I'm not sure whether I'm doing it right or I'm not sure what words mm-hmm. to say so mm-hmm. it might be just awesome if you have something there um that you can sort of pin and go look this is this is your self-love uh, meditation for you to do thank
1: Surely you s- i can thank you so much christy now we did have a suggestion of a song for the next one portable tree said that maybe the next song would be good uh, it's just you and your hand tonight
2: <laughs> by pink <laughs> <laughs> We had oh, to go there. We've got some really interesting characters. That they do. That's so all yep. I can I'm, say. They're they're I'm going to go Millennium Falcon and go
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. We need to go to a song where oh, we're going to fall off our chairs. Yeah, thank, going, you, uh, thank, thank you, Christy. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Spells of Spirits. Thanks. See, see you next week.
2: You next, see you next week. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays Podcast with Anne and Renata. These two hours go so quickly, don't they? They absolutely fly. Wow. But we're going to do a, a little bit of advertising here right now. Um, we have uh, some tours coming up and uh, there's some beauties. So there are lots of dates coming up for Maitland Jail. If yeah. you have uh, a group of friends that you want to take out just before Christmas or even between Christmas and New Year, we actually have two dates um, that are going to be available for bookings. Yeah. Yeah, the
1: 28th and 29th of December. And I've just been in to have a look and there are tickets already sold for that. So, mm. so they've only just gone up.
2: Yeah, they're, they're midweek ones.
1: But everyone takes that time off in between Christmas. Yeah. Actually, the 28th is Boxing Day Yeah, absolutely holiday. Correct. So it yeah. is a day off for you guys. So mm-hmm. um, if you'd like to come and do Maitland Jail with us uh, and not have to wait a few months, jump in on these tickets. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Because otherwise we're booked out for the twenty sixth.
1: Yeah, 26th of November is sold out. And I think... Um, I'm um, one of those December, either the 4th or the 10th is sold out, but uh, there's 4th, 10th, 28th and 29th of December that you go check out the tickets and work out what's still available. If you want to come say hello mm. and and let us know that you listen to the show and we'll get a photo with you. We'll pop it up on the page. It'd be great. Oh
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also have our Miss Porter's house, our last one for the year and our first one after, <laughs> after many, many months of restrictions that is coming up. It is totally booked out, so our Miss Porter's will be Back on for 2022, uh, and dates will come up. We have our Gloucester event, which is also sold. Sorry, guys, (laughs) but there is one um, up and for sale for January, and there will be another one in February, and that is a Awesome, awesome tour. Oh, The Absolutely walk awesome.
1: into the forest is just amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it's spooky, it's terrifying, and it's awesome all at the same time. We have our wallaby tour. We just did one last night, um, and it's just so awesome. And uh, we have one for December, and we have also put up our Wallaby sleepover,
1: our luxury event,
2: our luxury event Tonight. only for ten people. That is it.
1: Well we're down to eight people now because the two single beds have gone so we've got four double beds so you need to bring a friend Mm -hmm. uh, somebody that you feel comfortable to share a bed with for the night. Mm -hmm. We don't ask questions. What happens in wallaby stays in wallaby. But it is a weekend of ghost hunting and workshops. So you arrive on the Friday afternoon. We will have supper ready for you. Then we go ghost hunting that night probably over to the the old courthouse where we've got the jail cells and some Somebody died in there and mm. we have shadows whizzing around the place. And then uh, we come back and sleep in that beautiful guest house that we're staying at. Mm-hmm. And then up the next morning we'll get a nice continental breakfast. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have some lunch. or oh, you have a workshop. We're going to do meditation mm-hmm. workshop. We're going
2: to do meditation. We're going to
1: do lots of psychic development. And you, day. you don't have to do the workshops. If you just wander, wander around and do whatever, you can do that as well. But the workshops are there for you. Um, and it will only be limited to the people who are attending that event. I'm sorry guys, we can't take extras in. Uh but and then we're going to do a um psychic development workshop in mm-hmm. the afternoon after lunch. Mm-hmm. And then we'll give you a little bit of a break and then we'll feed you dinner before you uh go ghost hunting yet again. Mm-hmm. And we've got no time restrictions on when we have to be out of these places. No. So we'll do then St. Michael's Church at Wollongby and then down to the cemetery, which mm-hmm. we have permission to be in.
2: Mm-hmm. And this is an awesome gift to give to someone for Christmas. Mm. So uh, it would be an awesome Christmas present.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, we are also in the throes of organising our Norfolk Island tour. The only thing that is sort of... Uh, Keeping us from actually announcing a the prices is the airfares, which seem to be jumping up every day. So once the airfares stabilise, we will definitely, definitely be advertising it. But if you are interested, send us a message. Send a message to um, Anne and Renata, Frightfully Good. Yeah, on Facebook.
0: Yeah, and we'll put you on the wait list. That's really all.
1: Or the interested list.
0: (laughs) Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays. When the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm only on Newcastle Live.